And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins wrapped up a six-game homestand with their last of two against the Tampa Bay Rays, wrapped up the season series of the Citrus Series variety. Uh, Trevor Rogers came off the injured list, made his return to the Marlins rotation. He went opposite of the right-hander, Drew Rasmussen. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, for the Marlins, the month of August ends with a thud, an 8-20 and 20 month for this Marlins ball club in which they score fewer runs than in any full month in franchise history. 62 runs in 28 games. It ends with a 10-inning, 2-1 loss to the Rays tonight. This is a great pitcher's duel all the way. Trevor Rogers starting from Miami, coming off the injured list and really doing a great job in the kind of outing Trevor really needed. Hopefully this will jumpstart him for the final month of the season and let him head into the offseason and go into 2023 feeling a lot better about himself. Rodgers for the Marlins. Drew Rasmussen having a great year for the Rays. And this game was scoreless all the way into inning number six. Trevor was through five in this game, having allowed three hits and a walk. That was it. But in the top of the sixth, he allowed a leadoff double to Yandy Diaz. Diaz, who was on base five times tonight with three hits and two walks. Trevor came back, though. He got Manuel Margot to pop to short. He struck out Randy Rosarena, and he had a chance to keep this game scoreless into the bottom of the sixth if he could get the former Marlin, Harold Ramirez. And he lines one fair over the bag at third, down the line. The Rays are going to take the lead. Diaz around third to score on a double by Harold Ramirez. one nothing Tampa Bay in the sixth. Ramirez would go three for five tonight. Five for ten with two RBIs in the series. And 8 for 18 with two doubles, two homers, and five RBIs against the Marlins this season. So that sixth inning would be the end of the line for Trevor. He got the last out after the Ramirez double. Francisco Mejia hit a fly ball to center. Trevor done after six tonight. A really good outing. Five hits, one run. He walked one, struck out five. 84 pitches, 58 strikes. In the bottom of the sixth, Drew Rasmussen took the mound with the lead for the first time. He got the first out. Joey Wendell and a comebacker. But he couldn't get John Birdie from Rasmussen. And Birdie hits one in the air to left field and deep. Peralta's going back at the wall. Goodbye! John Birdie ties it up. His third of the season into the recess sports lounge. Now John Birdie was not in the original starting lineup tonight. Miguel Rojas was scratched during batting practice due to right wrist discomfort. Birdie went up with a couple of hits. The game-tying home run stole a base, his Major League best 32nd of the season tonight, and we were 1-1 through 6. That's 6th inning, the end of the line for Rasmussen as well. He goes 6 tonight, 4 hits, 1 run, didn't walk anybody, struck out 4, allowed the birdie long ball through 72 pitches, 53 strikes. Tanner Scott for the second straight outing was called upon in a tight game in the 7th inning, and for the second straight outing pitched a 1-2-3-7th. Tonight he struck out a couple of Rays hitters, first Isak Paredes, a pinch hitter, and then Yu Chang. He got Taylor Walls to line to short. This game would stay 1-1 into the eighth inning. Dylan Floro on the pitch. He gave up back-to-back singles to begin the inning. First, Jose Siri, and then Yandy Diaz. So there were two rays on with nobody out. Manuel Margot was asked to try to bunt the runners over, but he popped the bunt up first baseline, and Lewin Diaz made the play for out number one. So they had runners at first and second with one out for Randy Arosarena. 2-2, Floro to Arosarena. Two on, one out, and it's ground ball to third. Backhanded by Birdie. Steps on the bag. Throws the first. It is a double play to end the inning. 
What a play by Birdie. And Floro is out of the mess. Floro fielded that ball, had to take several steps to get to third base, and then an off-balance throw all the way across to get a Rosarena. 5-3 on the inning ender. What a great play by John Birdie, and this game stayed 1-1. Stephen Oker to scoreless top of the ninth inning for the Marlins. Miami put two men on in the bottom of the ninth, but with one out, Lewin Diaz hit into a double play, and we would go to the 10th tonight. The Marlins and Rays deadlocked at one. Yu Chang was the place runner at second base to begin the 10th for Tampa Bay. Tommy Nance was on the mound, and Nance came up big, striking out Taylor Walls for the first out and striking out pinch hitter G-Man Choi for the second out. So with the man at second, two down, the Marlins decided to intentionally walk the red-hot Yandy Diaz, and with two on and two outs, they opted to pitch to Manuel Margot. 2-2 two -two to Margot is flared into shallow right center. That's going to get in for a base hit. Chang will score, and it's 2-1 Tampa Bay in the top of the 10th. A big two-out hit by Manuel Margot. Randy Rosarena followed with a single. His second hit in the game, his seventh in 18 advance against Marlins pitching this year. That loaded the bases for the Rays, but Nance got Harold Ramirez, who had three hits tonight, to ground a shortstop. And so the Rays got the one run, but only the one run in the top of the 10th. So the Marlins had a chance in the bottom of the 10th, down by just a run. Lewin Diaz would have been the place runner at second base. The Marlins opted to pinch run for him with Yara Encarnacion. So you had Encarnacion at second. Nobody out. And leading off against Jalen Beeks, Charles LeBlanc. 3-2 Beeks to LeBlanc. And that's in the air to center field. Hit pretty well. Racing back Margot. Still back onto the track. Makes the catch. Crashing into the wall. He goes down. Encarnacion didn't tag initially. Hurries back to second. And he will make it to third. Oh, boy, that was almost a huge mistake on the bases by Encarnacion. He recovered just in time. You got to tag immediately on that ball. If it's not caught, if it's off the wall, you're going to score from second base. But if it is caught, as it was, you've got to tag and get to third in that situation. Eventually, Encarnacion did. So a man at third with one out. Marlins down run in the 10th. Peyton Burdick with the infield in struck out. That was the second out, and it all came down to Jalen Beeks against the former Ray. Four seasons, 400 games in Tampa Bay. Joey Wendell, the Marlins' last hope, tying man at third, two outs in the 10th. The 0-2 to Wendell. Ground ball to second base. Chang has it. Throws the first, and the Rays win it, 2-1 to one in 10 innings. So Tampa Bay sweeps this two-game series. The Rays sweep the 2022 Citrus Series. They go 4-0 against the Marlins this year. And the Marlins finish the homestand at 1-5 for Miami in 8-20 month of August. Bring on September. Let's flip the calendar. Rays with two runs on 10 hits, no errors, 9 left. For Miami, a run, 5 hits, no errors, 7 stranded. Marlins went 0-9 with men in scoring position in this game. Jason Adam, the winning pitcher, 2-2. Two two. Tommy Nance, the loser, 0-2. Jalen Beeks, his second save of the season. Time of the game was three hours, seven minutes. The Rays end their road trip at three and two. They lost two of three in Boston. They win two here in Miami. They've won nine of 11. They've won 14 of 18. And they improved to 72 and 57 overall. With this victory tonight, they move 15 games over 500 for the first time in 2022. Tampa Bay began the night seven behind the Yankees in the American League East, the second place team. But the Rays began the night holder the number one wild card spot 
in the American League. Rays with this win tonight are 30-34 and 34 on the road. They now head home for six against the Yankees and the Red Sox. As for the Marlins, it's a 1-5 homestand to close out an 8-20 month of August. The Marlins have lost 23 of 31. You go back to July 6th, they are 16-35 and 35 in the last 51 games. And now 55-75 and 75 overall. First time this year the Marlins have been 20 under 500. Miami falls to 26-38 here at Lone Depot Park. The Rays improved to 10-9 and 9 in extra innings. 23-20 and 20 in one-run games. Miami now 7-8 and eight in extra innings with a fourth straight extra inning loss. You go back to last Wednesday in Oakland. The Marlins have lost four extra inning games just since last Wednesday. The one against the A's, two against the Dodgers, and here tonight against the Rays. Miami now 21-29 and 29 in one-run games. The Marlins have played the most one-run games in baseball. They've lost the most one-run games in baseball. The 29 one-run losses for the Marlins are tied for the fourth most in a season in franchise history. The single-season high, 37 one-run losses in the inaugural season, 1993. Marlins lost 35 games by a single run in 2013. They lost 32 one-run games in 2011. They've lost 29 one-run games this year, as they did last year, and also in 1998, 2001, and 2014. So Miami comes up short here tonight, raising 10 by the final of 2-1. to one. Rays have won seven straight head-to-head against the Marlins. Miami now 2-19 and 19 against Tampa Bay going back to July 22nd, 2018. On the bright side for the Marlins, Trevor Rogers, six innings, five hits and a run, walked one, struck out five, 84 pitches, 58 strikes. And Tanner Scott, Dylan Floro, Steven Oak, and Tommy Nance combined for four innings, allowing just the one unearned run, the place runner scoring in the 10th inning, the only run the Rays scored against the Miami bullpen here tonight. But the Marlins held to one run or fewer for the 29th time this year, sixth most in baseball. They have scored three runs or fewer now in 80 of 130 games, most in the majors, as they fall to the Rays 2-1 in 10. They scored two runs last night. They scored two runs in the 10-inning loss to the Dodgers on Monday. They scored just one run against L.A. on Sunday. They scored only two runs on Saturday against the Dodgers. So you go back now the last five games. Marlins have scored two runs or fewer in five consecutive games. They come up short here tonight. Marlins and Auto Nation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's driving initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, 9Ks, $225 for the season through the month of August. 1,131 punch-outs, $28,275 from the Marlins. It's Auto Nation's Drive Pink initiative. Tough night for the Marlins. Lose it in extras. Here's what Marlins manager Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. Skip, last night was a game Maggie described as a little flat. You seemed upset with the performance. But tonight, you had a pretty good game. They get a bloop in the 10th. And then, yeah, you know, you could probably use a break one of these days, but got a good catch on it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have to go back to last night. Um, I don't know if that was a little bit of human nature from the Dodgers series or whatever it was. Um, but tonight, obviously, a lot cleaner game. You know, it started with Trevor. Um, you know, kind of good all night long. Um, you know, scratching for runs. The bullpen did a really a nice job of, of – you know, giving us chances, you know, we just weren't able to to scratch a run across. Trevor, you mentioned him. And you couldn't ask for more tonight, huh? 
No, it's good. I, and um, you know, kind of as we talked about before the game, um, you know, just kind of building on the last one in AAA and then another good one tonight. Um, seemed to hold his stuff. Everything seemed to go really well. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, nothing happens from the, you know, back or anything coming off of this. We, I wouldn't, wouldn't expect it, but uh, happy with the way he threw the ball. Uh, maybe late scratch. Uh, yeah. Any, uh, just any cause for concern or something? Well, a little bit. Obviously, Miggy, you know, he plays a lot. And he'll, you know, he, if he's got a chance to play, he's going to play. So he felt like tonight, uh, obviously, the wrist was bothering him. He went out. I think he was hitting early and, and, and felt something. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, birdie. Before the injury and the home run, the big double play, especially when he wasn't in the starting lineup to give the impact that he did up until he had to get taken out. Yeah, obviously, Bert, you know, gets us, gets that game tied, which I, you know, you obviously get it tied early and then getting to to, to our guys in the in the bullpen, um, and then the double play ball there in, in the eighth was obviously huge in, in that spot. Um, and unfortunate, obviously, he felt. I think he felt something on that. On the double play ball, uh, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, hopefully, it's something that goes away. So, we'll, you know, usually, you come out of the game, it's probably not something simple, right? Like a cramp or anything. So, uh, we'll see what happens. From your perspective, outside of just the numbers, did Trevor seem to you like more of the Trevor of old that you saw a lot more last year? Uh, I mean, I mean, I. I don't know how to, to kind of really answer that. I think Mel's the one that kind of sees if he's in the right positioning and things like that. He's had quite a few games this year where he's thrown the ball good for parts of it. Uh, it hasn't all, you know, the, the results have not ended up good. Um, but he, he threw the ball good tonight. So going back, I mean, we're always trying to, this game is funny because you're always looking to the past. You know, he's not as good as he was last year. He's not as good as he was last week. Uh, in, in this game, you just got to move forward and and keep growing and keep getting better. You're going to have ups and downs, and, and Trev's had a you know a tough season. But again, we talked about he's a tough kid. Uh, he's going to keep working, and, and he'll get better. I feel a little handcuffed late with Maggie being clearly unavailable. Then you had to use Williams, maybe making pinches for Wendell if he's healthy there in the end. But is that just a situation where your hands are almost tied? You got to use too many. Oh, everybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you're you're trying to win the game in nine, and you know the Burt Burt ones what tied our hands because we didn't have an infielder at that point. So even if we get to Luke, he's hitting. We're not going to be able to pinch it there. Uh, we run early with with uh, with Nick trying to put speed out there and give us a chance to score there. Yeah, you end up you know you have you know, have so many guys. And then you decide Encarnacion is your runner. Do you consider saving and maybe pinch it? In a nice spot, or at least balance, or do you want to give Burdick the look too? Well, the problem is late one. Um, Got to have some kind of speed at second base and trying to get that run. Um, yeah, we, we talked about that if Miggy could have ran, um, but we're out out of infielders. So if we hit for Luke, we don't have anybody left to play. Other than I guess we, could, we probably could have still maneuvered somebody, and they could have brought Annie into the infield, play second base or something. But really went for a guy that could run at second base. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost 2-1 to one to the Tampa Bay Rays in extra innings last night. Marlins are off today in Atlanta, Georgia. Back at it tomorrow night. Final trip into Truist Park this season. 7-20 first pitch, Sandy Alcantara. 
versus the Atlanta Braves. We'll hit the air at 6.50 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.